it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm James the Cricket Badger and thank you very much indeed to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these BBL dailies. We have had a very significant game today in the Big Bash. The Adelaide Strikers taking on the Sydney Thunder. Three matches tomorrow, of course, as well, which will finish off the group stages. But this one was very significant in that it saw the winner definitely confirmed of one of the five playoff sides in BBL 10. And what it does do the defeat for Adelaide Strikers leaves them looking over their shoulders now at the games tomorrow because the Sydney Thunder they got back on track with a very convincing win by nine wickets with 11 balls left Adelaide Strikers made 115 for four in a reduced 14 over game and the Sydney Thunder knocked that off with the loss of just one wicket runs for Jake Weatherold 80 out of the 119 he scored today Alex Hales and Callum Ferguson two of the form batsmen in the tournament combined Hales with 63 not out Ferguson the captain with 46 not out to see the Thunder home very easily indeed in the end and I'm joined by Oliver Prendergast and Sam Dalling and Sam you're an Adelaide Strikers fan and that was a crunch game and your team's come up short haven't they and now looking at the table Adelaide Strikers in fourth place they've got Hobart Hurricanes Brisbane Heat Melbourne Stars sniffing down the backs of their necks it's going to be a tense day tomorrow for Strikers fans yeah I think it's a public holiday isn't it in Australia but the Strikers players and fans will be more stressed than they would have liked to have been I think they had the chance to do it 
off their own back today, but it's in the hands of other teams. And looking at other fixtures, I think you can assume that as far as one can when it comes to sport, that the Hurricanes will beat the Renegades, which means I'm relying on the top two sides, the Scorchers and Sydney Sixers, to win their games. Um, but it's it's going to be tight. The Brisbane Heat and the, the Melbourne Stars are hot on the heels and run rate could come into it. There's all kinds of stuff. But yeah, chance today to go through... Um, but blown really uh, as we know from predicting the uh, the results the other other day a couple of days ago on the mm. the big bash daily i think we've got most of those wrong so far so it's uh, it's not a competition you can necessarily predict too much the Renegades may have a say um in the uh, the last round of fixtures ollie the defeat for the strikers obviously is a good thing for the uh, sydney thunder they've been a little bit hit and miss over the last half of the the group campaign but when you've got two batsmen well Osman Kawaja, who failed today, first ball duck, but Alex Hales, Callum Ferguson, two of the uh, the leading run scorers in the competition. A day like today is when you need those kind of guys to step up and be counted, and they did do, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, Hales' form is just phenomenal at the moment. He, he Obviously, he's broken the record for the most sixes, hitting a, a BBL in this game without even going to the playoffs. He's the second time he's scored over 500 runs in a BBL competition, so he's in great form. Callum Ferguson's really consistent, and it helps out that side. Kawhi got his first first border ever in a BBL history so I mean he's shown how uh, um, consistent he is but it just seems that Hales is just playing another game to most other people and in that game in particular only one person and we'll talk about later probably but from the strikers got going on what seemed to be quite a challenging pitch but Hales made it look tiny, tiny boundaries and an absolute flat road and uh, so yeah it, they just look so powerful and when they're in form and, and, and get going and they've got Billings still to come in and Daniel Sams and Ben Cutting they've got so much power it just it's frightening really only the Scorchers come close to them with the power hitting they've got available Jake Weatherold, he must be lying in bed tonight wondering how he's finished up on the losing side today. 80 not out, 47 balls, 8 fours, 4 sixes, but he top scored by a country mile. Everybody else in single digits, apart from Jonathan Wells, who made 21 from 18. But Weatherold was a different class, wasn't he, for the strikers? How, how did he finish on the losing side? Yeah, well, just as you say, um, and arguably, well, I'm sure we'll come to it, but not man the match as well, having got 80 not out off 47 balls. It's great to see him do so well. He's been, he started the tournament slowly and, and moved down the order for a bit came in at five has moved back up the top when him and Alex Carey well Alex Carey didn't get many today but he's a really powerful hitter Weatherall he's a, a clever player he's got to be a pushing for a spot in the for Australia honours you'd hope he's still relatively young how often do you get 80 not out as we said and, and finish on the losing side you just got to look around him and go come on guys give me a, someone give me a hand when we look at Thunder, Alex Hales is just enjoying a, a phenomenal tournament, isn't he? Just consistently scoring runs. Even when he fails, he seems to still get 20 or 30. I mean, we, we, we can talk about it to death about his England chances. That You get the impression that's not going to happen. He can't do any more, can he? he? He's come down there. You look at the other sort of top English batsmen in the competition. He's leaving them in his wake. Yeah, he, he's leaving everyone in his wake, really. If you look at his, I think it's he scored 500 runs in his last 11 or... 12 knocks because I think he started the tournament with a duck or in a, he had a duck or two in his first two or three innings. Since then, he's absolutely been consistent, churning out runs at a really good strike rate, nearly always at over 150. And there's, like you say, it's not much he can do, not much more he can do. He's done it in the blast consistently year after year and wins it with knots and consistent there. He won the PSL last year. He's got runs in the CPL before and now he's doing it in the blast consistent and this is not the first time he scored this number of runs so there's nothing more he could do apart from that we talked about this um possibly change his name and uh, get a disguise and come through as a new player because that's the only way he's going to get in that side and it's a shame sam what's he going to change his name to 
There's a question. Oh, uh, Dom Sibley, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure that's the, necessarily the speed that you need to go at to be a, a T20 uh, star. Um, Dom Sibley's credentials oh, to England's T20 international side are probably limited, although he's had some good performances for Warwickshire. He's probably got more chance of getting in the England T20 side right now. Fair point, I think. It, I, mean, it, I mean, I saw him interviewed the other no. day, Alex Hales, and he kind of just brushed off the question. He can't see, you know, anything's going to change very soon, just and your kind of next question kind of thing. And that's all he can do, really, isn't it? You know, England are saying the same thing he's saying the same thing until something fundamental changes it's just going to stay the same you said that's all he can do because even if in the back of his mind if there is a glimmer you don't want to come out and say it'd be very easy to come out and, and go on a bit of a rant about how unfair it is or how he should be but actually it should be on the side but you if you say anything you risk remo- eliminating any even sliver of a chance so he's got to play with a straight back I mean, looking at Hales' performances for the Thunder, obviously his group stages are finished, but he's going to got, he's got more games to come yet. 535 runs, high score of 110, but a strike rate of 163.6. So five, three, six runs for Hales. Just Felipe of the Sydney Sixers next in the uh, the run scoring charts. Kind of 82 back, isn't he? Four, five, three runs for Felipe. Alex Carey, 412. Conor Monroe, 404. Ben McDermott, 401. And Jake Weatherold now up to 401 after his innings today. Hales has... Uh, with innings to come, he looks uh, pretty decent to actually finish on top of the uh, the scoring charts, Ollie. I'd be quite confident that he will do. I mean, even allowing for Felipe having a couple more games, it's still a big margin to make up. And knowing the form Hales is in, he'll probably even extend that lead, possibly. I just think that he doesn't look like getting out and he looks in control of every situation. And he looks by far the most consistent in form batsman in, in the competition so far and the stats are showing that they're backing that up the stats don't lie Thunder then are in third after their win against the Adelaide Strikers today they hop above them in the table on 31 points they're going to finish uh, definitely behind the Scorchers and the Sixers in the table so the Thunder are going to have to go through at least one knockout game depends on the on the Hurricanes whether they can overhaul them in the table as well Adelaide Strikers are, as we say in fourth place on 28 points the Hurricanes are on 27 Heat are on 25 and the Melbourne Stars are on 24. Melbourne Stars, if they win, they would go above the strikers, wouldn't they, Sam? On that yes, run rate. Yes, they would, I think. Run rate, yeah. Like, the strikers are in a really precarious position here. They're relying on massively on favours. If any two of those teams, Hurricanes, Heat and Stars win, they're in trouble. It would have been handy for the strikers if the uh, fixture list had uh, put two of those together, wouldn't it? Playing each other. <laughs> but that that's not... Uh, you know, they're each playing different sides and uh, have it in their uh, compass to overhaul the strikers and leave the strikers. But fourth at the moment, they could finish actually as low as seventh, couldn't they, if all of those three sides win. So it's a, it's been a bonkers tournament all the way through. Each of the other seven sides have had their moments. They've been up and down in the playoffs, out the playoffs, etc. And tomorrow's three matches are going to be enthralling, aren't they, to see how that table changes because it's all about being in the top five. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. The bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match then with the Thunder winning by nine wickets, 11 balls to spare. A few contenders. Ollie, if uh, you had to pick out your player of the match today, who would it be? 
well, obviously Hales was not, it was really good, but it was in a chase that was, um, he was in control of with Callum Ferguson. I would probably go Jake Weatherall just because of the carnage that was happening around him, losing all those wickets and having to just continually keep batting and keep the pace up to give them any chance. I don't normally go for the player on a losing team, but if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't have been much a match today at all. I thought he was absolutely fantastic and uh, I'm really pleased for him. And Hales got it last week as well. And I just think that Weatherall just made the game. He, he didn't win it, but he made there be a, a competitive game in there, if anything. It's not past the parcel, Ollie. You can win it twice. Sam, are you going to go against Ollie or are you with him? I'm very tempted to go with Jake Weatherall. I do think, I know he scored more, but I think Hales, he was in complete control of it. It was a control chase, but that was because of his the way he batted. I think it was obviously a tricky pitch and it goes to show how important the boost point has been actually in these last two games. These two sides have played against each other in two days where yesterday, I think the funder kind of collapsed chasing quite a high boost total. Whereas this time the strikers didn't really get away. I think they only got 38 as the boost point total. So I'm, I'm going to go with Alex Hales, I think, because yes, they were in complete control, but that was due to his sheer brilliance and he just keeps going. So I'm going to go Hales. I'm very torn between the two. Um, I've heard both of your arguments and I agree with both of your arguments. You've eloquently put it. Alex Hales, as uh, Sam said there, you, you can say it's in complete control, but that's in complete control because of his mastery of the situation and the fact that he didn't let the uh, Adelaide strikers bowlers dominate him. And uh, he's led his side home there with alongside Callum Ferguson but I'm actually going to go with Ollie um, and uh, and go with uh, Jake Weatherold because 80 or 47 eight fours four sixes 80 out of 115 scored by his side I mean without him you wouldn't have even needed Alex Hales would you so Jake Weatherold the Adelaide Strikers opening batsman for that 80 not out is today's bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. We're going to move away from the Big Bash because tomorrow it's going to be a Big Bash fest, isn't it? We're going to get as many of the, the fan reps on as possible um, to talk about, obviously, the finished table, how their teams have done. So a bit of a kind of a bit of a party atmosphere on the Big Bash daily tomorrow. So we'll go across to Sri Lanka, England winning the test match today, fairly comfortably, far more comfortably than anybody anticipated, I think, in the end. Did quite well, I think, England. Take the series 2-0. Joe Root ended up with a massive amount of big checks in his hand because he was not only the winning captain but he was named player of the match and also man of the series the moose man of the series great name bigger challenges you'd have to say to come for England with India away and then it's been confirmed today although we knew it really for a while that New Zealand at home followed by India at home and then obviously the Ashes to follow World T20 to get ready for as well a lot of controversy though um, Sam and Dolly about the selection kind of process at the moment bio bubbles COVID etc players needing rest but it's not so much needing rest but it's when you rest them but with such a congested calendar it's difficult isn't it you, you can't possibly go through a 17 test match year and play your best 11 in every single test match it's just not going to be practical in bio bubble times I've put a tweet a tweet out on the at cricket underscore badger twitter feed a lot of talk about England selections for India. But with 17 tests in 2021 and a World T20 to prepare for, you can't possibly be at full strength in every game. What should be England's biggest priority? Should it be the India versus England Test Match Series coming up? Should it be the Ashes? Should it be the World T20? Or should it be something else? 
fairly even spread, actually, um, at the moment, far more even than I thought it might be, with 54% of people going for the Ashes. But, Sam, the, the selectors on the hierarchy have a really difficult task this year, don't they, to try and keep all of their players happy, keep all of their players healthy, but also win games in a year where they've got an awful lot of important matches to come. They do, James. And I've actually, I've just voted myself because I wanted, partly because I wanted to see the numbers and also I wanted to influence. And I noticed that my choice is actually, the, the very few people have voted for it. I've gone for other, I've gone something else. I feel very strongly actually that the player's health, mental well-being and physical well-being has got to come first and foremost ahead of any game of cricket. And that for me is fundamental. It's the reason why we're seeing this resting. It's not about disrespecting. It's nothing to do with India, nothing to do with Australia. Well, I say nothing to do. That's probably a bit over the top, but it's not. There's no disrespect. This is they've identified windows to ensure players have time at home, downtime, time with their families in what's been a very difficult. Okay, they're well paid, they're doing the job they love, but still, player welfare has got to come first and foremost before any cricket. I mean, I heard Johnny Bairstow, um had not. He's not been rested. Um, by England he's not been dropped by England he's actually requested um, mm-hmm. to miss the first two test matches because he he basically I think he did an interview with Sky ahead of this series saying that you know six days in his own bed in the last the middle of last summer I think for various reasons um, mostly cricket I think <laughs> you don't really see that do you and you've got to kind of give these guys a break haven't you and Joss Butler's being rested I find it very strange he's playing the first test match and they're missing three rather than just missing the whole series but you, you can't take these guys for granted no i don't think you can take for granted so obviously we've had quite a lot of discussion on the group and and and, and various things and with other people outside and, and tweets about it and i kind of get the idea i i'm quite behind it is a little bit of disrespect not just to india but just to test cricket in general uh, playing a weak side but also favoring an ipl setup and i think the players have got quite a large responsibility to put health and national team ahead of pay packet in the ipl but then the only thing that clouds that for a little bit for me is um, they have got a, a T20 World Cup in India. So it would be really helpful to get used back to the conditions and, and get used to playing some of the players out there and, and, and the bowlers they may not face normally. So it's slight things there. But I, 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 I do agree with some of the, the pros saying it's a little bit disrespectful to the game. And I think that I think actually players themselves have got a responsibility to look after their own mental health and their own workload. And they don't seem to do that. And at the moment, it just seems to be at the... Um, at the downfall or downside to England, really. England are the ones that are suffering, not the players. Don't the players have a responsibility, though, to their IPL franchises too, who have invested big money in them, look after them very well, and are expecting them to turn up for the IPL this this season too? I would, yeah. I, I, well, that is a point. But I and they and they, and they have a contract with, and they've also got a contract with the England national team, who have supported and helped train them. And John, John Bairstow doesn't have a test contract with the England national team, does he? No, and it's up to him. Does he want one? And if not, if he's happy with an IPL one, fine. Then prioritise that. He can't complain when he's not picked, and also it does. He can't have it every way. But yeah, but you um, can't have it the other way either, can you? England can't not give him a test contract for the first time for a while, and then expect him to jump through hopes and, and no. threaten his mental health no, no, I've playing got, test no, cricket. I've got no, 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 no problem with that. It's more regarding someone like Josh Butler, who has got a huge workload. I know, but he's decided to go to the IPL instead of play for England. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. In terms of that poll, Ollie, what would you put as being your. I actually. 
I actually voted for the um, T20 World Cup. I wish I could vote it differently, actually. I, I did vote on that. That goes um, against everything you've just said. <laughs> I know, I know. That's yeah. Like, but, I mean, that's me all over. A contradiction. I'm, I'm not myself all the well, I'm time. Really, I'm really glad you're not in charge of world cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it would be... A, it, it couldn't be much worse, but I would make it, I'd manage it. Um, so we have got... Well, yes. So I think it, I think it's a good opportunity for England this year. And I think, they got, I think in reality, what would I rather win? Something that we've got a chance with. I think we've got more chance of winning against uh, winning the T20 World Cup than winning in Australia or India. I, I don't think we'll win in India. I think we'll find it quite hard. I'd be really pleased if we win a test, you know, and that's a, especially with the players we've got out there. Australia's always going to be hard for us. And, I, I, you know, we could be more competitive than we have done previously. But the T20 format would suit us. I, I went for a realistic option instead of, you know, one that would possibly be unrealistic, such as winning in India. Sam, I, I don't buy Ollie's thoughts there. Ollie's very much a glasses half empty kind of person, as we found on this podcast a few times. But just because it's a tough series in India doesn't mean you can't win it. And when you listen to some of the guys that have played for England previously, um, that have won in India, which is, as we know, a very hard place to go to and get a positive result, it goes down as one of the biggest things in, in their their playing careers that and the ashes stands out head and shoulders a bit above everything else because you've achieved something against the odds in alien conditions um, against a very good side by not kind of giving that 100% you may be denying yourself that possibility I wonder the 100% is is subjective England are very fortunate and they're in a place where they've got a pool of players whereby there is debate as to who fits into their best 11 and so you could argue that they're, they're taking advantage of that. And actually, some people might say, oh, playing Butler is weakening the team. Others might say, you know, play folks, he's the better keeper. He's got two parts of his job. Others would argue differently. So yeah, I mean, there is that wicketkeeper debate, which we've, we've had a lot. They've put the last two years into Josh Butler. Yeah, there's no doubt Ed Smith sees him as being the number one wicketkeeper batsman in that England side. So they are devaluing it by not having him there for all four test matches. But is that a byproduct? We've got two... So Ed Smith and everyone involved in England is looking at the bigger picture, uh, what's what's coming up in the next year or two. We've got two T20 World Cups, which we've got a chance of winning. So actually, the IPL is almost like one of those like week-long crash learning to drive courses. The amount of experience and the amount one can learn in that six weeks is probably over and above what Joss Button might learn playing in a couple of tests in India, um, yes. actually playing that IPL. So long term, all right. The, you, I suppose the byproduct is your short term devaluing it, but they're not going into it thinking, "Oh, we're, we're playing a weaker side." They're going, "Okay, uh, these are the, the bits of the jigsaw, the jigsaw we've got to fit in, and we're moving the puzzle parts around." I, do, do you know what I think? I think there is no right or wrong answer to this. No, I, th- I think the ECB are going to be damned if they do and damned if they don't. And yeah, there's, there's plenty of times I've put the boot into the ECB because I think they do a lot of stuff wrong. But I think in this kind of situation, the ECB and Ed Smith have have got their hands tied behind their back and they have got no chance of getting a, a decision that's going to please everybody, including the players. I would prefer the Molly to be overprotective of the players and avoid any issues with mental health or, or burnout than be underprotective, trying to play the best side and have two or three of them go down and be really scarred by the process. I totally get that. But the ECB haven't done that. They've created this own problem by potentially by having seven tests into a busy schedule already into a huge but, they, but yeah, yeah we've had, yeah we've we talked about that on WhatsApp that's not that's that's a different that's a different debate because you know everybody knows that in covid the ECB has hemorrhaged money last year 
They've lost loads and loads of cash. Cricket doesn't have a huge amount of reserves and they need the money back. Well, the mismanagement of, of the funds by ECB is something else. Uh, and we're not going into that. We know it's something to do yeah, with but if, we take, if we take away the 100 stuff, COVID-19 and the lack of fans in grounds and stuff has hit the ECB. Yeah, so, so absolutely it has. Uh, just, just to throw into that, if England had had, in, in, if they, if England qualified for the World Test Championship, that's eight games, eight Test matches at home in, in the summer. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of games. That's a potential another headache. Fortunately, I don't think we're going to qualify, which which takes something away from it. So you know, it takes a game away. Well, if they win, they win in India. They could do. Yeah. It, oh, exactly. That's another headache. That's an extra. That's eight home tests in a in the summer. How how many do you need? And considering that England have got. The most professional players in the world to choose from. I think it's a bit harsh to say the devaluing test. Maybe I've been a little bit harsh, but I think the worth of the shirt might be a little bit, or the cap they've earned might be slightly devalued because it certainly won't be the, the strongest team. And I think, again, they have been unlucky ECB because they had the world um, T20 move to this year as well. So that doesn't help at all. And maybe that would have enabled players that, to have a, a year off in the IPL or cut short their stint so they could come back fresher and maybe play more tests. So they have had some things go against them, but the scheduling certainly needs to be looked at. And, and that's not just this year or COVID, it's every year. And I, 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 think I, I tell you what, when you, when you are made the, the, the head honcho of the world, world cricket, I, I can't wait for your speeches because they're going to start off on one, on one tangent and then go off, go down a totally different route. Oh, and you'll finish with a completely months. different conclusion when you started. Oh, massive. Yeah. Well, I think when you look at it going, going on with um, Australia, they're quite comfortable. They don't put weak sides out, you know, in, in, in test matches. They tend not to. And they'll tend a week or one day side somewhere. Uh, and, and I'm not sure if we we would do that, but we don't seem to do it as much as them. And, and I don't think they as put out weaker test sides as much as we are going to do. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. If I was in charge and I was trying to pick these sides for this year I would at the moment prioritise test match cricket and I would not prioritise the, the white ball stuff so if Johnny Best I wanted to play during the months of February and March he would be playing red ball and not necessarily the white ball stuff that's when you can have some time off that's when you can have some time off Joss we'll, we'll try out a few of the other um, guys on the periphery of this uh, T20 side to see if they're any good or not in Indian conditions Joss and, and Johnny have played an awful lot of cricket, C20 cricket in Indian conditions. They've played a lot of IPLs. So at the moment, I think you could prioritise test cricket over the white ball stuff and give people time off during that period. Do, do you see that school of thought, Sam? Because we're not going to find too much out about Johnny Bairstow and, and Joss Butler in, in the T20 England shirt, are we? By playing them in three games at the end of this series. No, but it's all about the more experience you have in India playing that format of the game, it can only be a, a good thing for the World Cup. But I think that kind of misses uh, the, the fundamental point is that you can't time, you can't necessarily time people's 
mental health or their well-being if it actually when's that when are the white ball games another six seven eight weeks away actually that's a long time to be in a bubble so if Johnny Besso needs to go home now if if Josh Butler needs a bit of a break at the start of March then I I don't think that can be scheduled around when the games of cricket are and I wonder if we can just flip the argument around slightly and say like everyone talks a bit I mean, it's such a weakening and or it might not be the absolute best 11 in every single game, but aren't we lucky? Shouldn't we celebrate that we have English cricket has been built up so well into such a position where they are able to feel comfortable making these decisions, knowing it's not going to, you know, or Josh Butler might be the first choice keeper at the moment, but there are plenty that would argue that it should be Ben Folks anyway. So isn't it brilliant that we have the resources, the way English cricket is developed that we are able to make these decisions let's celebrate the whole pool of players that we've got I totally agree with that and uh, that is a, certainly a more positive way of looking at it and we could get the Stokes folks wokes middle order that we've always dreamed of couldn't we in this uh, series against India at some stage it, it, I mean as I say it is impossible for the ECB to do this right and I would prefer them to be overprotective of players rather than underprotective. And if that means to lose a test or, or two here and there, then so be it. The, uh, the mental health of the, of the human beings that play for England, you know, they're not cricketers, they are human beings. That, yeah. that comes before yeah. everything else, I think. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with what Sam said earlier. Big bash tomorrow, three games tomorrow. We have as many of the uh, fan badges on the podcast tomorrow as possible to have a look back at the group stages. And the five that are lucky enough to have their sides in the playoffs. We'll talk to them about their hopes for their teams as they go through to that final on February the 6th. I'm looking forward to that one. Looking forward to a big day in the Big Bash tomorrow. Until then, Ollie and Sam, thanks a lot. Oh, thanks for having us. That was great. Really interesting chat today. Really good to speak to you both as always. Yeah, really good. Yeah, you're welcome, James. Thank you. Always good fun. And thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you come back tomorrow because we've got a lot to talk about. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I'll see you then. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.